Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Darren Nevin, a data lawyer who has held positions that touch on e-discovery, cybersecurity, and information governance at organizations like Blackstone, TD Bank, and Proskauer Rose. She is also the author of The Journey's The Thing, Pandemic Essays. Hi, Dara. How are you? Hi, Ari. Nice to be here. Thank you. I feel honored to be having this conversation, and I'm so excited to talk to you about this. So tell us about your background and what inspired you to write The Journey's The Thing. I'm a lawyer. Like I think many lawyers, I had a background in college and in previous um, education that was more focused on the arts than on science and spent a lot of time in my childhood writing. So as a child, one of my pastimes in addition to reading was just writing short stories, writing poems, nothing terribly great. I took some creative writing courses in college and then my writing life became highly associated with my professional life. Starting out as a litigator, I would write briefs and no longer um, creative writing. During the pandemic, um, writing became a little bit of my sourdough bread. So I quickly realized I couldn't eat as much stuff as I could bake, but maybe I could take a few minutes every day and just start to write for fun. It was something that I had really denied myself in the first couple decades of my practice. And I started to write an essay a week. And that over time became this book. What do you hope that readers will take away from the book? So it goes back a little bit to why I wrote it. So I didn't write it with the intention of writing a book. Although if you had caught me a couple of years ago in some of my more vulnerable personal moments, I would have said one of my big regrets is that I've never taken my hand and written a book that's not like a book about the law. And what I really did was I wrote it to have just a repetitive activity that would keep me occupied during the pandemic, particularly when there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion, and our routines were all disorientated. And I was writing these essays, and I would post an essay a week on Facebook. That's basically what I would do. And I have a private channel and just a few friends on it, and we would use that as a basis for getting together and talking. And I did this every week for a year. I wrote 50 essays. And what I hope readers take away from the book are two things, right? The meta narrative of even if you have a busy life, you can actually do something you really want to do, right? If you take a little bit of a risk and devote some time to it. But when you get into the content of the book, it's a series of essays that are really about managing uncertainty, managing change, and what mental health strategies look like in a time of personal crisis. And so I hope that there are some suggestions in the book that might resonate with people if they are going through transformation in their life, either positive or negative. One of my favorite essays is the one about overwhelm. I felt like when you wrote it, it spoke to me and to professionals that I know just in terms of managing. And there's never a moment where that isn't ever present. And so I'm just wondering if you think there are stories in the book that are uniquely suited to lawyers or other professionals in the legal community? There's a few. And so what I think your listeners need to understand is what these are is they're a series of essays. They're not about the pandemic, but they were written during the time of the pandemic. And every week I would reflect on a word, for example, overwhelm. 
And I would just write about what overwhelm meant to me, not only in that moment, but more generally. And you're right, as a legal practitioner, I have also experienced overwhelm. I got to tell you, the first time I ever did a trial, some overwhelm right there. The first time I ever had to handle my first production with a weird data source, I was like, uh oh, and can I really do it? You get imposter syndrome and your thoughts can get ahead of you. So there's some essays that I think are very topical to people in the business. The one on overwhelm, you're absolutely right. The one on burnout, the one on procrastination, the one on change, the one on courage, the one on perseverance, and the one on joy. All of those, I think, say have a lot to say to people in our industry. The book is written under a pseudonym. Why did you choose to approach it in that manner? Yeah. So the book is written under the pseudonym of D. Jardine. For people who know me well, they know that I often put a J between my first and last name, Dara J. Nevin. That J stands for Jardine. D. Jardine is in some ways how I was known as a small child. So the use of the pseudonym for me is fulfilling that fantasy I had as a child to publish a book and to honor that child. And I talk about that in the book as just like returning to deeply held dreams and fulfilling them, even as an adult, when you thought they might be over and done with. So Dean is a nod to that. It's also a practical recognition that in my professional life, I am often in contact with professional organizations such as regulators and counterparties. And I didn't want that to be the top of the search on my name, right? So it's really a, an SEO strategy for me as well. You mentioned that one of the takeaways that you hope readers will receive is the idea that it's possible to do this. And so how did you find the time to write a book while working full time? Yeah. And by this, it's not only about writing a book, right? It's about connecting with whatever animates you and inspires you, whether it's to pick up the guitar, spend more time with your kids or whatever. It's really about making tough choices and prioritizing things, right? And you'll see that's a theme throughout the book is that our life, we have so many responsibilities, so many obligations. And one of the things I noticed about myself is I always thought, oh, I need more time. I need to wait until I'm retired, or I need to wait until I have this big week before I do something. What I actually did is I never set out to write a book. I actually set out to write for 12 minutes a day as my tea was steeping. On I was going through some stressful moments at the start of the pandemic, and my friend recommended an Ayurvedic tea And I looked at the package and it had to steep for 12 minutes. And if anybody knows me, waiting for something for 12 minutes is challenging for me, like tea. So I would write. And so these essays were written, not all at once, but in little 12 minute increments and then stitched together at the end of the week. And it was a conscious decision I made to devote that time. So that's literally how I found the time. And I just did one a week and I very much took the apocryphal Jerry Seinfeld story of like, how did you write so many jokes? I didn't focus on writing so many jokes. I just focused on writing for an hour a day. And I just focused on writing for 12 minutes a day. And it added up, whether that's developing a skill in your practice, whether it is learning a new language, whether it's tackling generative AI, whether it's working on a relationship, just breaking it down and consciously applying time to it will get incredible results. How did you get the book published? At the end of this year period, 
the restrictions, the pandemic restrictions started to lift. And so we had the opportunity to start to get together in, per in person. Something I heard from so many people was, wow, your essays really sustained me during the pandemic. I enjoyed reading them. There was a lot of wisdom there. I, I, it was really helpful to me. I would love to have them in a book. <laughs> I would love to have them in a book. So I spent a little bit of time compiling them, editing them, but also trying to figure out like, how do I find an agent? How do I get this published? And it's not really a genre book. It's self-help. It's kind of reflection. It's kind of meditation. It's nonfiction. It's not really about the pandemic. So it's not really memoir. And I wasn't sure how to proceed, but I do know how to do one thing. I know how to, how as a lawyer to create a company and have that company fulfill certain corporate objectives, such as being a publisher and publishing a book. So that's how I did it. I formed my own publishing company, did all of the documentation to assign the rights of my book to the publishing company, and then had that publishing company engage professionals to put the book out. So that's not the right answer for everyone. That was the right answer for me, right? But it's really, again, thinking very creatively about what do you have? What do you not have? I don't have in my network any artists or writers who had done anything like this before. So I didn't have anybody in my network to pull down to help me. But what I did have was a lot of other people who came up with some really creative solutions to help me get this done from hiring freelancers to book design experts. And I was able to leverage all of those resources. Are you planning to write another book? Yeah, I am. So after I took a little bit of a break, I started to write another set of 50 essays, which I haven't been quite as good as steeping my tea and writing every 12 minutes, but I've still, still been writing. We're at the cusp of pretty much finishing another block. And these ones are really about personal transformation is manifested through time, right? So the first one is really about applying yourself to change. The second one is wrestling really with the change that happens at you just for, just because time passes. So there's a lot about looking back at who I was as a child or who I was as a more junior practitioner and really reflecting on the change that has happened in technology and economics and where I've lived and how that shaped me and some lessons I've learned in the process just of living. So that should come out in towards the middle of next year. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Dara Nevin, a data lawyer and the author of The Journey's The Thing, Pandemic Essays. Dara, congratulations, and I'm wishing you the very best of luck. Thank you so much. And maybe a plug to how people can find the book if they're interested. In. So the book is called The Journey's The Thing, Pandemic Essays. It's written by D. Jardine, D-E-E-J-A-R-D-I-N-E. -E -E. It is, of course, available on Amazon worldwide. If you prefer to find alternative sources of sourcing the book, you can get it through e-reader on, on Kindle, on Apple Books. You get it through Barnes and Noble, and you can also request it by title or by ISBN number from your local bookshop if you want to buy hard by physical books in person through your local bookshop. So you can do that as well. Just find the ISBN number on Amazon and then go to your local bookshop and ask for it. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.